Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. I'm wearing my King Kirby t-shirt. And I got the Silver Surfer looking over my shoulder. Nice. Which way is left? Which way is right? Who knows? It's video. And we're talking about Fantastic Four number 48, one of the great comics of the Silver Age from 1966. So Amir, this is your first time reading it. You mentioned to me, uh, so very embarrassing, right? Like, oh my god, it's like you, you know, you missed the Kirby Bible that, or something. Sacrilege. Um, I have read other, obviously, other Kirby's. We've actually did a, a story of New God. You know, the whole the whole New God series, right? Um, I loved it. I I was actually, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I really enjoyed how engaging the story is like I wasn't bored you know you would think that like, people always talk about the colorful uh writing that uh Stanley incorporates but I didn't see that I just loved reading it it was really enjoyable I loved about uh another great thing about it is that um we get us like a we jump in the middle of a story from another chapter or another uh, another issue and then that one concludes pretty quickly and then we go to into another one and what's going on there's all this mystery and then we get uh it reintroduced to the watcher and then of course the first appearance i'm assuming this is the first appearance of silver surfer at least officially. oh yeah yeah absolutely and obviously the first appearance of galactus oh right right and his off color costume <laughs> yeah we got to talk about that because oh my god it looks terrible uh, I'm going to flip on the shared screen because we got to talk about this comic with some visual aid, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, but, what a cover. Right? It's like such a perfect Kirby cover, too. It is, yeah. It's pretty cool. Like, the, the sky is all red. Um, there, I mean, the cover is really cool. The story, uh, obviously, for most of it, you see all these crazy things happening in the sky. Like you get the sky of fire or like sky full of rocks. And you think it's because of Galactus, but really it's the watcher trying to hide Earth. So, uh, so it's the silver surfer Galactus's herald doesn't see it and doesn't alert Galactus to come and consume Earth. Yeah. Let's get, let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about how just awesome that cover is. Yeah. I mean, the reason I mentioned that is because yeah. There's a couple of things. At first, I always thought that this what this cover is telling you is like the watcher is warning everybody. But it could also be that the watcher is doing some machinations to try to cover up the earth so that um Galactus or Silver Surfer do not see the Earth to come and destroy it. Then the watcher looks afraid. That's true. Yeah. He's got that look of fear on his face. I always love. The sky, first of all, which, like you say, like per totally reflects like one of the Watcher's attempts to hide the Earth. And then all the people on the roofs just looking terrified. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kirby wasn't well known for his crowd scenes at all, but there's so many people in the background here. Mm -hmm. It's just a gorgeously composed piece. Anything else you want to see about the cover? No, not particularly, no. I mean, I like the reactions of the Fantastic Four. They're, 
I mean, like when you mentioned the crowd, the crowds are pretty generic, except the Fantastic. You could tell by there, like, like Ben's all turned around. Uh, Sue and uh, Reed are holding each other. Johnny's pissed. As he always is. I like how the watcher's legs look a little fat, too, to be honest. He's not in, like, athletic shape or anything. He's just some you know giant space dude or something mm-hmm. he looks like he's looks like he's got an old man's body i think it's just a nice touch yeah dad bod you could see the joe sinnott faces in some of the background characters too it totally, it totally looks like joe sinnott's inks so then we go into the issue and this is the this is the page that you sketched and shared with me what did you think about it when you were sketching it or tracing it or whatever. What, did you sketch it or trace it? I sketched it. As you okay. can, if you see the picture, you know that I did not trace it as horrible as it looks. But yeah, I loved um So for a while, um, you know, I'd go online and there's actually just somebody, uh, there's someone online that uh, recreates Kirby issues. and But they don't have the skills of Kirby does. And it just kind of like looks like a kid's drawing. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gave me the, I'm like, well, I could draw like that. And it would be really fun. And so I tried my best to draw these issues with my best ability, at least that first page. And it took a long time, but it was a lot of fun. I, I, I picked this one. Obviously, you guys can't see my drawing, but uh, and uh, consider yourself lucky. But I picked <laughs> it because I just love the what's going on here you know everybody's like disoriented you know and it gave me the opportunity to draw different characters uh from different angles on the same page it's such a cool page i love it so you're saying like it's, it's a lot more difficult than it looks like it is oh uh, i don't know about difficult i just think it's a lot of fun okay I, that's why i wanted i just thought it was fun it's fun it, to do. it is a lot of fun how do you feel about drawing Ben? Like, I just, I think his body just looks so, just, it's got to be neat to draw something like that. Or did you find it hard? I would like, I like Ben a lot. I don't think it's hard because it's the physics aren't, I mean, you, one, one thing about Ben Grimm is that every artist brings their own, I mean, you have to make it look exactly, or like a certain way. But from a physical perspective, every artist kind of brings their own, like could be sometimes bulky and stuff and, I think it's a lot of fun because you actually can, if you're drawing it and you're bringing your own style to it, um, you get to kind of uh, show how those the rocks look like. Mm-hmm. You know, some people might draw like scale. Some people might just be like literal rocks, which I think that's how it's meant to be drawn. I just drew it the way Kirby drew it. It just It is a fun page, isn't it? I love Black Bolt's headdress too. That's another thing. Yeah, I like Black Bolt's crown, or I guess I think they call it a crown in the book. Okay. I like. I also like like. Uh, I mean, it's just me, but I like drawing Medusa's hair. It's kind of cool to me. It's like a horsetail type of thing. I kind of wish they'd done more with Medusa's hair during the issue. And then everyone lands, which I think is just a really nice continuity, right? Yeah, it's up yeah. in the air and they, they crash. Can we actually talk about one of the characters? I mean, we probably don't need to go too much into it. But you know the character um, that's in green? He doesn't have superpowers. 
Karnak. Karnak does not have any superpowers. He's like a judo master or something. Okay. Interesting. Anyways. Non sequitur. Technically, he has a superpower, which is to, he knows the weakness in every object so he can strike it in a way that destroys it in the most effective way possible. Oh, okay. That's a superpower. Cool. Awesome. Nice page. This is a, another, just this whole page. I've been just, I read them all like, you know, when you see, when you have access to both of the pages at the same time, it's just really cool to see like all the things that are happening, you know, like. The building is blowing up you know it's yeah because these are these aren't like companion pages but they they've both got so much like dynamism next to each other well they're not companion pages but they're drawn from that perspective right like right. i don't do you think when kirby was drawing the? i mean this is a question do you think when kirby was drawing the page he was taking into consideration the advertisement or that came later i no, assume I he knew pages two and three were going to be next to each other. Oh, okay. Got it. Absolutely, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, cause us to lose that mad there for a second. And then you flip to the next page and that, that shot of Black Bolt flying around above that machine. Mm -hmm. All the rock and stuff behind it. You got to give so much credit to Joe Sinnott, right? This would have been so much less powerful if Vince Coletta had been inking it. Mm -hmm. And Coletta inked a bunch of issues right before this. But like Sinnott really gives the attention to it. Mm -hmm. Is Sinnott your favorite uh, Kirby inker? Oh, that's Royer, right? Well, I think I like Sinnott more in some ways because Royer really just took a lot of what Kirby was and uh -huh. just emphasized it but Sinnott kind of shaped it mm. you know he really gave the characters a kind of a continuity I feel like Royer fits New Gods really well but I think Sinnott fits Fantastic Four extremely well mm -hmm. what do you think I think uh, um, so I only know three main ones right I, like Sinnott uh, and I've read other FF issues um Coletta, Sinnott, and Royer, those are the three main people that I watched or read. Um, I think Sinnott is kind of like an, I mean, this is a very simplistic way of saying it, but it's it's what I want Kirby to be inked by at his best. Mm -hmm. He's got the beauty of uh Coletta, like faces and stuff, like you actually kind of and he kind of forms it a little bit more makes it more palatable and he's got the completeness of Royer meaning like doesn't really skimp out on pages and you get to see like I mean I don't know if he erased stuff but I don't think so I think you get to see a lot of the stuff that Kirby meant to show yeah I like the way you put that too because like the bottom panel four on this page like the the difference of looks in their eyes that's really well done you know maximus looks like he's crazy and scheming and just like his mind's never resting and black bolt looks so serene and serious and regal mm -hmm. and so that's just like the subtle little bits about the way he inks the eyes mm -hmm. and the mouth and even the way he inks 
like Black Bolt's crown. I think it just looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Catch like the glints of color of the like the light against it. Mm-hmm. That's that's Kirby though, right? Giving that little. Yeah, but like I'm not sure Coletta would capture it in the same way. Oh, like in okay. panel three, how the line is like thicker and thinner. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, a, that's like a real kind of nuance that I'm not sure Coletta would have had. That's right. Yeah, that's true. We're not even at the good stuff yet, but this is also good. Mm-hmm. There's Medusa with her hair like you love. I like that's fun to draw. That's got to be so fun, right? It's all over the place. And Medusa used to be a villain, right? Yeah, she was part of the Frightful Four. <laughs> I think she looks good with the mask, too. Like, the mask against the red hair is just a nice contrast. Mm-hmm. I think they draw her later on without the mask. I don't think it works as well. Mm. Though her, pr- her boring purple suit is kind of unexciting. But look at that thing Maximus is wearing in panel one. That's just crazy. So Kirby-esque. Almost looks like Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah. Well, With all the extraneous junk on it and stuff. <laughs> except Kirby can really draw like clothing folds and stuff. I like the emblem in the back. It looks like an Atari emblem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. It looks like he's got a crown or something. Or a, he won a medal or something. Mm-hmm. and then this this is a case where the coloring really accentuates it too i think that's stan goldberg I think he was a staff oh. colorist at the time it might have been marie severin but i don't think she was working for stan at that point mm. but don't you think that the use of the pink is really effective there I do. I just wish we could have seen how it looked originally because we don't have the issues. But because I mean, this is the mod—I mean, not modern coloring, but it's the coloring on the glossy paper, right? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's the classical coloring because uh, they changed Galactus's costume later on. Mm-hmm. The coloring of Galactus's costume. Oh, got it. But even like, it doesn't look as good if it was like if it was on newsprint. It would be able, you know, we'd be able to enjoy it more. Yeah, it, it looks gaudy, doesn't it? You're right. God, I love Karnak's, or not Karnak, Maximus's costume. Mm-hmm. That stuff on the on the front of it, too, just looks so cool to me. Yeah, you would think that the thing in the back was a cape, but it's not. It's just some backpack, some weird... <laughs> yeah. Those gloves he's wearing, you know too, with like? those giant gauntlets that go up to his elbows. It you makes know, no sense. It looks like uh, the thing in the back looks like, you know how like when people, oh, spoiler. It's like a spoiler in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's driving like a 1992 RX-7 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Got his face in panel four. I just love that face. Mm-hmm. He looks so crazy. And then there's Sinet, the difference between Sinet and uh, Coletta. Coletta wouldn't have drawn all the little spaces between the teeth. It makes it more like spooky and weird, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You see the little the, the, the teeth there. And then they're gone. Johnny's heartbroken. 
How long is Alicia, Alicia going to be there? With So is this the negative zone or is this their lair? This is their lair. I was confused by that too and I was thinking about it. It's not the negative zone where Blastar lives. It's a different negative zone. So it's like Stanley being a little uh, inconsistent. Uh, okay. Okay. I was curious about So Alicia stays with them and the the thought for me is like it's kind of like uh you know how like the monsters had like a normal woman hanging out with them yeah i feel like that would have been actually it's interesting i wonder if she does she end up living with inhumans for a while and be part of their story i mean crystal oh i'm sorry did i say alicia yeah i mean yeah alicia is still back in new york it's just crystal yeah crystal yeah right because she's part of the royal family of the inhumans so makes sense for her to be there johnny's okay. just heartbroken because he's you know 19 in the love of his life oh it's god great. i mean it's like you know it's like being on your trip to europe and you meet this beautiful exotic girl and then she's like i have to go to college you have to go back to college we're gonna miss each other forever jason that's very specific i don't uh. <laughs> <laughs> not to be too autobiographical here amir <laughs> Ah, uh, and then we get to where this comic gets even better. I think oh, yeah. the introduction of the Silver Surfer is one of the greatest scenes Jack Kirby ever drew. Now, who do you think owns this freaking page, especially those two bottom? Oh, my God. It must be a million-dollar page. has to be. The next one or your background ain't too shabby either. This is just such a beautiful bit, piece of comic art. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, the first two or three panels with the characters and the passion they have, it's like, it, it is like so Jack Kirby in one way, right? It's so much like the Kirby Love comics we read, mm-hmm. where all the emotions are ratcheted up to 11, everyone's feeling everything so deeply. Johnny's just tortured, but he's also like coming to a realization he has to be an adult about this. Mm -hmm. And it's like a really nice moment for the character. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a great point you bring up. I mean, this is probably obvious to everybody, but I think the experience that Kirby had as an artist in those um, romance comics really lends itself well to the up-leveling of superhero comics when they started it. Yeah, we should do a series of videos about the love comics too. Maybe I'd put some, like a just a do solo thing and put a whole bunch of images together because Kirby's love comics are really good comics. Mm-hmm. People don't quite think about them so much. I mean, this particular issue, half of it is like in three panels. I, mean, I started talking about, you know, hey, what about Crystal? And, you know, I was like, and I didn't even, and so the three panels or two panels, I'm like, oh my God, like, that's a, that's a romance comic ending, you know? Yeah. And then you start with action with like panel, you know, five and six with this. So what we're saying is that like, this first half of the issue by itself is really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- like, it's just good comics, really. Yeah. And then it just gets to this whole other level. 
I mean, so as your as a first time reader of these comics, what did you think when you first saw the surfer appear? Well, I mean, I've seen the art. I've never read the comic. I've okay. even looked through the issue. I just have never really read the, you know, until like today with reading what they're saying and everything. And even, um, but I mean, that art, oh God, it's so good. And uh, if you go to the next page, that's the real reveal of like what he's doing, you know. And I love this page. It's been alluded to before, but it's so cool that like, um, the scrolls are even like talking about it. it's like oh he's like oh my god let's pack up <laughs> let's pack up and start hiding and then the dude's like oh right, come on we're like pretty powerful in the world but why is it that like we're afraid of this puny thing he's like that's not the only thing i'm scared of and he's all like if you if you read your cosmic history like is there like a class for that but like <laughs> You read your cosmic history. You studied it, didn't you? Like, or check, you know. So there's this thing that humans don't don't have that other aliens do. That like, in school, their kids study cosmic history and like Galactus is in it. And one of their contingencies is like, if you see the surfer coming, just shut up and quiet. It's like a <laughs> duck and cover. Maybe they have like kids songs about it too. You know, like ashes, ashes all fall down. Only silver surfer. Yeah, they tell, they're telling each other legend. He makes you wonder too if the this guy here in panel three, he's like the bookworm of the group. He's always like going back after his duty and sitting down and reading history books. You, but hey, like I, I can relate to that. That sounds like someone I would really want to talk to. Mm -hmm. I love history. I love too how this is like really nice kind of quiet continuity. This is the beauty of having the the Marvel universe. You can just have a little cameo by the scrolls that just makes the drama more significant. Mm -hmm. And quick history without having to drag it out. Like if this was modern day, you'd have three issues about the cosmic history. <laughs> Oh, that's it too, right? Because like, like all this theory. stuff starts happening, and we don't we don't get this like extended story or anything. We just get it happening. Mm -hmm. So I remember really distinctly reading this in like a reprint, probably Marvel's greatest comics when I was a kid. And when the earth, when the sky catches on fire, like that's that completely stuck in my mind. It's something I would I probably dreamed about when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. this is just so freaking dynamic and exciting here now these these few pages right there had you seen these before what was your reaction reading them in in this comic um i i love the fire i actually did not know what this was i thought it was the coming of galactus and i thought it was the surfer because obviously i hadn't read it so it was pretty cool. I was like, hmm, that's so weird. How come it, they're not, oh, this is comic books. They're not burning up the city. What the hell? Like, this is weird. Like, such so, so fake for little kids. And then, of course, the reveal is that this is all just optical illusions. Love, love the look of Reed's face here in panel five. You know, he's scared, confused, but he's also ready for action. Mm -hmm. I think it's so dynamic. 
It, I like, like that face. That doesn't look like a Kirby face. It looks like a modern drawing. Yeah, you're right. His right. face, not it, hers. It looks like a real person's face, too. Like, I wonder if he was taking it from a photograph or something. Mm. So it looks like someone you would see. And then this crowd scene. Oh, like, one of the things you think of when you think of Kirby, right? Yeah. The half splash there. Oh. And he did this, like, so many times through Fantastic Four, right? I mean, this is in FF number nine, the first Submariner issue. He's got a panel like this. Mm. It's, like, so quintessential Kirby. I like the science. Public shelter. No standing seven inches to ten inches from the curb. No parking. <laughs> That's <laughs> such a dynamic scene. Mm -hmm. So much happening in the crowd, just panicking. I didn't know you could take out the human torch with like water. <laughs> yeah. Well. And I didn't know his flying powers depended upon him being flame on. I think the idea is like the, the flames make him able to fly because he's yeah light yeah it makes you love that that's the word balloon not the word balloon but the uh sound effect balloon there too <laughs> the dripping water this is so fun i like that part where um i guess in the coming pages in the next page where um uh yeah clobbering time oh i love that's like that's a classic if there is, if this was a TV show or a movie, that's where the Hans Zimmer music comes in, or <laughs> actually not Hans Zimmer, uh, somebody more light. I love the Hans Zimmer music, but I know what you're getting at. Yeah, that's that classic hero moment too. You know, jumps onto the ground. That's the pose, right? Every superhero film has to have that pose. And then he beats up a guy that pretty much looks exactly like him without the rocks. Yeah, yeah, perfect right there. I gotta say, I spent a long time trying to figure out the continuity on the bike, on the thing they're flying in in the sky. There's there's so many continuity errors in this page and the next page with that flying thing, and I I just couldn't figure it out. Like I I don't think Kirby was he must have done panel two one day and panel three the next day because it makes no sense because. Uh, like Sue shifts from being behind Reed to being on the right side of Reed. And then it looks like Ben is jumping from be being behind Reed, but he's actually next to Reed. Mm. And then there's stuff on that plane that uh, is in panel two and not in panel three, like the little thing like around Reed's ankles. There's no equivalent of it in panel three, the thing that goes along the backside. And there's no handle um, on that seat next to Sue uh, in the previous panel. And there's none, there's, you could see in panel uh, two, there's like rear view mirrors or something or lights or something in the back of it. And they're not in panel three. So it's like all these little continuity errors that actually like took me out of the story for a minute. Mm -hmm. anyway. Hashtag unstable molecules. <laughs> but yeah then ben ben and the guy but who I looks think, like him i think it it looks like uh, the diff like this was a negative 
like if you were to take the negative of that panel, it would make sense, right? Yeah, maybe. The leg stuff aren't there for Ben's seat, but if you flip it on the other end, it's the same thing. But Reed's on the same side, though. No, no. What I mean by it, if you take the negative of a photo of this and everything was on the other end, it would make sense. And maybe. Yeah. Ah, it's a trivial, trivial point. Yeah. Kirby sucks. I He's agree. the worst. Oh, wait. No. Look at this page. Kirby's amazing. <laughs> this is just such a great scene, dude. Yeah. I wonder if he invented that, like the flip. I mean, he probably didn't that flicker of the finger, but it's just so cool that, like, even to this day, we would all understand what he's saying. So the thing is not seven feet tall either. The thing is like six one, six two, big burly, like this big burly dude here. Yeah. And then the plane lands, and, they, and then we get more. All this just exquisite surfer stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like the perfect character entrance, right? I mean, it's like you can almost imagine the orchestra like just screaming behind him with, with this beautiful uh, John Williams score or something. Yeah. And then what I really like about the surfer in the in this issue. It's like, you know, he gets humanized later on, of course. But here he looks like this very strange thing. Truly uncanny. He looks like the watcher's skinnier, more athletic brother. Yeah. It looks like something from a completely different universe or something. Now, here's the, the thing about the surfer is, and by the way, I think we may need to end it because we're almost, we're over 30 minutes. Oh, but, yeah. Um, you, I've I, heard that Kirby had a different idea for the surfer than Lee did. And he was pretty pissed, especially for the Silver Surfer um, series that they made. But also, like, Lee brought in his own stuff in, like, from a language. Of course, we don't see that in this issue. But I think Kirby had heard that felt like the Silver Surfer should be this emotionless, kind of like, not robot-like, but this alien emotionless thing. And just, yeah, and you can really see it here. That's a completely non-human face he has. Mm -hmm. His eyes are just, uh, you know, have this cosmic light behind them. He's like this giant unknowable thing. Mm -hmm. Not even a person, so to speak. He's this creature. Mm -hmm. And having him be like this strange, unknowable creature, then come back to the Baxter building and everyone's more normal. I just think that's really nice too. I'm going to say again, though, panels three and four, bad continuity by Kirby. This, the, the angle of Sue and Ben is not, that doesn't track from panel three to panel four. If you were to turn, well, I actually, maybe she's too far in front of him in panel four. She should be behind him. It's not as bad as the, the pogo plane or whatever it's called, but it's not quite right to me. I like how the thing is smoking a cigarette. Oh, I was going to mention that. Yeah. What the hell? I think the biggest continuity error here is that he's not smoking a cigarette in panel four. <laughs> Maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's not as bad of the continuity no. error. Yeah. 
Uh, by the way, I love how Saturn is colored green, and the rings are pink and red. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. or different yeah. shades of pink. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. And the rocks. This is the famous panel or the previous uh, panel five, previous page. It's a famous page of like the misogyny of the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the love of Pete, girl. She's all like, what about me? Yep, that's that's misogyny. Hey lady, just saving the universe here. Shut up and leave me alone. Pretty, pretty terrible stuff from back then. Doesn't hold up, but. The art does. It's all that matters. Yeah, it's a little nicer on this page. Yeah. Those rocks, too. I, I remember those rocks so strongly. And then that, that helicopter up there among the rocks. That's just such a smartly done moment. And then and the we... watcher appears. Yeah. yeah. I like that panel three on page 16. Um, his face is like ominous. I like that. Oh, yeah. He's got that Kirby's, Kirby style device in his hands. I mean, there, that's really, that's total Kirby tech. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's just so beautiful in that Kirby way. And again, look, he has no muscle tone on his arms. Mm hmm. He's just a fat dude, fat ball dude. These they they didn't come. the The Green Lantern had these little people, right? What were they called? The, oh, wonder, the Guardians of the Guardians. Do you think uh, the Watchers were influenced by the Guardians, the same type of character? I don't know. It's a good question. Maybe. Hmm. I mean, Green Lantern came before the Watcher. Yeah, but did they have Guardians before? And maybe that came later. I don't know. I have to do some research on that. Let's talk about that next time. Yeah. And then the surfer, featureless, bizarre, uncanny, mm -hmm. streaking towards Earth. This confrontation is so cool. The rocks mean nothing to him. I always love the way the surfer just gets coasts around the skies, too, as if it's nothing. Mm -hmm. So that great Joe Sinnott inks in the background and panel two also. We get a full background. Look how much detail there is there. Yeah. And I like that on a panel set or page 17, the, the last panel, he's actually opening another portal to send uh, information to Galactus. I don't think we ever see the surfer with that kind of glowing body ever again. I like that. That's how, I mean... I see what he's trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, not really a silver. He's like actually like a glowing thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His whole body's lighting up there. Right. He's not even what we think of as silver. He's just this, you know, this thing that kind of glows with this inner light, right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like I like there's no line for his panties or whatever either. He's just like this incredibly smooth creature. And then Ben knocks him off the building, but it's like, yeah, doesn't matter. 
Now we got to talk about these next two pages. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, and then we get this exquisite Kirby, uh, uh, just uh, collage. That's pretty cool. Ah, uh, this is like the most Kirby esque thing ever. I wonder where he got all these things from and how he put them together. Well, they used to do collage collages in uh, like marketing magazines or magazines, right? So a lot of them were collage based. Uh, and it's like a skill that, I mean, it, this is something that I'm sure Neil Adams really excelled at. That was his job. But I think it, this is, the influence of this comes from a lot of marketing stuff like, uh, like Mad Men type of, you know. I just have this image of him sitting there with his Life magazine, cutting mm -hmm. out stuff and saying, I don't know what this is going to all turn into. Well, my but dad used to have um, National Geographic's and uh, not just National Geographic's, but also a lot of scientific magazines from back then. And they would employ this type of thing to try to describe, like there'll okay. be like articles about like, oh, in the year 1992, we'll have flying cars and they would do like collages of a car on a city or something like that and i think that's where he got them from but it's it's really it's revolutionary in comics right oh yeah no one did any really no one has done anything like this even i think partly because it it was probably more expensive too yeah i can just imagine though he's him sending this into jet uh, to stan and saying here here's what i did this page stan saying what do I do with that? Mm -hmm. And then the payoff. Yeah, my journey has ended. This plan shall sustain me until it is drained of all elemental, all elemental life. So speaks Galactus. And by the way, let's celebrate a Merry Christmas too while we're at it. I am Santa Claus. I bet this looks so much better in black and white. Because mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a gorgeous costume. Yeah, it's pretty. And I'm, it's I'm glad they changed it to purple. Yeah. But it's such a powerful ending, right? Mm -hmm. So overall, how, what would you say about your feelings on the first issue? Of, a lot of fun. It's cool. I'm looking forward to the next couple of issues. I think this will be a good set of ones for us to do videos on. Mm -hmm. Any last thoughts before I close this out? No, uh, just a beautiful issue. I wish I, I just, could see the original art. I don't think it's available anywhere. Right? I'll look for some of this. I'll see if there's any of it on Heritage and maybe I can uh, post it here, share it next time. Awesome. Yeah, I thought these... Uh, I every time I read this comic, I'm just amazed how great it is. Mm -hmm. I should be used to it, but this is when Kirby's at his best, it's just the most exquisite thing. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. I love it. Thanks, Samir. Looking Thanks, forward to Jason. talking more Kirby with you next time. <laughs>